listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. It's day two of Life Without Kobe Bryant. We'll examine it from a different angle next on ESPN New York Tonight. Along with Kyrie and Nikki, we're here to talk to you about things going on in the world of sports. Before we really get into the show, let me just say that I am dedicating this show to my mother-in-law, Geneva Simmons. As you guys know, for the past couple of years, she has been battling dementia. And we've done a number of shows about it on um, New York Sports and Beyond. It's, it's a terrible disease. Michael Kay has talked about it because he lost his mom with it. And uh, my mother-in-law lost her battle with the dementia this morning. So I want to dedicate this show to Geneva Simmons. And, you know, much like last night, we'll get through this together. I'll help you and you'll help me inside this edition of ESPN New York tonight. You know, the day after, are you feeling, how are you feeling? Now that has the initial shock worn off? I know a number of folks we spoke to yesterday, it was, is it really true? What happened? I'm stunned. Has that shock worn off? One of the people that I could not wait to hear from about Kobe Bryant was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And I want to share with you what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had to say about Kobe Bryant. It's very difficult for me to put in words how I feel about the loss of Kobe Bryant. As a young boy, I met him when he was 11 or 12 years old. I was friends with his dad, Joe. We were uh, former uh, adversaries. Joe played for the 76ers, but he was a good friend and uh, someone that I shared a friendship. And it's hard for me to uh, understand now how this is affecting Joe and his wife. So uh, to Kobe's family, I want to send my most sincere and heartfelt uh, regrets and prayers. And my thoughts are with you guys. Kobe was an incredible family man. He loved his wife and, and daughters. He was an incredible athlete and a leader in a, in a lot of ways. He inspired a whole generation of young athletes. He was one of the first ones to leave high school and come to the NBA and do so well, dominating the game and becoming one of the best scorers that the Los Angeles Lakers has ever seen. I had the privilege of being there when he scored his 81-point game, and it was something that I will always remember as one of the highlights of uh, the things that I have learned and observed in sports. Kobe, my thoughts are with you. Absolutely. Rest in peace, young man. This loss is its its just hard to comprehend. Go with God. That was uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with his memories of Kobe Bryant. 1-800-919-3776. Larry Brown was on the Michael K. Show today. A number of guests on the Michael K. Show. Marv Albert was on. Mike Breen was on there. A uh, number of folks on the Michael K. Show today. Um, Larry Brown was asked by the guys, what impressed you about Kobe Bryant? Uh, Kobe Bryant? I remember Jerry West and I would talk him one day and Jerry was asking me who I thought was the best player. And I, I couldn't come up with one. There were so many I admired. And he said, Larry, you know, Kobe is the only great one that guards the best player every single night. Mm-hmm. And I started to think about that. And that was, that was true because, you know, if you're a coach, you got to be careful about having your best player sometimes put himself in jeopardy where he might get in foul trouble. But Kobe took that challenge every single night. And that was like Michael. Um, you know, that's what separates some of these great, great ones from the very, very best. And Larry Brown said, you know what, Kobe? Was a role model. I start thinking about what he's done after basketball and what what a great role model and message to all these young kids. Because, you know, me being a college coach and an NBA coach, um, kids would always ask me about certain players. And, you know, I grew up watching Oscar and 
Bill Russell and Wilt and um, Jerry West. And I know the effect those guys had on my life. And then I remember young players admiring Doc and Larry and Magic. And then it became Michael and then Allen. But now all these young players now, it's Kobe. You know, Kobe's the nearest thing to Michael. I know LeBron's special, and I'm proud of what he's done. But, you know, think about all these young kids that think that once they're all going to play in the NBA or play in the NFL, um, and then they don't even think about life after basketball. And he's such an unbelievable role model. It blew me away. And then um, Mark Turgeon, who played and coached with me, this, their team just beat Indiana on the road in the last second. And he calls me and tells me that they're not even thinking about beating Indiana. They're crushed about Kobe. And I just can't imagine, you know, how it's continued to grow like that. Uh, it's, it's just beyond belief. It is amazing. And, you know, we were going through through various conversations as to who would be what what's the closest tragedy? Not that we're trying to compare, but it, it just came up in conversation. What would be the, the the closest tragedy that would that you'd remember this? And you know, folks talked about Dale Earnhardt. I know Brian Windhorst mentioned that. Uh, for me, I think I wasn't in the business then, but clearly Thurman Munson and the plane crash. Uh, Roberto Clemente, as I mentioned to you guys yesterday. Uh, because of the earthquake in Nicaragua in 1972, he wanted to make sure that the the uh, the supplies that we needed got to the right people. He accompanied the plane, and the plane went down. So I think those were the ones that really come to mind. I know others have come up with some different ones, but those were the ones that really, really, uh, obviously, more people have talked about Magic Johnson and his HIV announcement, because at that time, because we didn't know, we thought that was a death sentence and it was over for Magic in the middle of his career. But in each of those situations, it was in the middle of their careers. This was a, a, a scenario where, um, you know, he, he was going into another point of his, his career, his post career. And to be honest, the fact that his daughter was lost adds another thing to that. That's why we wanted to, uh, look at this tragedy from a different angle. And when we return, we'll be joined by therapist Estia Brown, who will kind of take us inside. How do you repair the damage that's done? How do you help the loved ones who are still here? How do you help Kobe's oldest daughter and younger daughter with the middle daughter gone? You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. It's ESPN New York Tonight on 98.7 ESPN. The little great Marvin Gaye, who also was a shock at how he left us with the shooting from his dad at that time. It's just amazing when you think about tragic losses. Getting to you on the phones, I got to tell you, I was, um, therapist S.T.A. Brown gave me some things to think about here. You know, she really did. She, uh, kind of put things in perspective and to be honest i'll get to the calls in a minute because you guys are holding and thank you i'll get to you in a minute i promise you how often do we do that how often do we talk to somebody who's got a problem or who's suffered a loss and we're talking to them and nikki and Kyrie? they end up consoling us when we're supposed to be consoling them and it happens it just happens so these are things to keep in mind and some gen- and some general rules. So it was excellent. She did a great job. Let's get to you on the phones. So Lamar in the Bronx, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight. What's up, Al? Hey, what's going on, Larry? First of all, first I want to say my condolences to you and your family. I, I hope you get through this uh, and 
person whose father passed away from dementia. I know it's kind of tough, but stay strong, my brother, all right? Thank you. We appreciate you. Um, so it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough, Larry. You know, growing up in the in 90s, 2000s, and, you know, seeing Kobe do his thing, mm-hmm. it, it's just tough. It's still like in shock. And, you know, one thing that I, I, I really want to say is you think about all the families. Think about all the kids that was born in the 2000s and, and, and you know, the 2010s that named their children, their, their yeah. son after Kobe. Yeah. Think about that. They yeah. named their son after this man. And what he did on the course, his ferociousness, his fierceness, it's something that, you know, like the, I, I was looking at Sports Illustrated and they said he was the last of the alpha dogs. And you know what? I don't think we're ever going to see somebody like that again. I mean, LeBron is great, but Kobe had that killer instinct that was just amazing, Larry. I really appreciate you taking the time. And no thanks problem. again for taking my call. You got it, Lamar. Thanks for, the, thanks for calling. He was the only person who was more competitive than him was Michael Jordan, and it wasn't that much. <laughs> and, and here's the thing that is so amazing about Kobe. All right, here's the thing. And in covering sports and talking to athletes for three decades that I've been blessed to be able to do it is how some are not familiar with the history of their particular sport and who was really great. But you look at the influence that Kobe has had on a second generation of players who have idolized him the way he idolized Michael Jordan. I mean, the Kyrie Irvings, the, 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 all the great players, players who have, who were his contemporaries and those who have followed. See, that's legacy. We talk about legacy on the court and what it means and, you know, how fans will remember him. And that's important. That is important. But think about the legacy he left for those behind him to say, if you, if you really want to respect and give the Mamba his due, then you go out here and, and go to the gym late at night and shoot them jump shots like I, like he did. Or you go and you uh, start working on that move, that extra move, so when the time came for you to use it, you know it was going in like he did. And when you see how he dealt with his kids, after his career was over, that's what you take. So many people said, and I had a caller say to me last night, guys, that, you know, when I compare myself to Kobe, I feel inadequate. No, you don't compare yourself to Kobe. You take the game plan that Kobe Bryant had, and you take, that's what you take from him. You don't compare him to you. You can't. But you saw what the road to success was. Well, if you do the things that you need to do to improve and look at and examine your life and take that same intensity that you respect from Kobe Bryant and attach it to what you do, that's what makes the difference. That's what does it. Ray's in Rockland. Ray, you're next on 987 ESPN. What's up, Ray? Yeah, Ray. Hey, Larry. How are you? I'm doing great, partner. What's going on? Good, good. First and foremost, my condolences to you and your family, my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you. Prayers go out to you as well as the families that were involved in the unfortunate tragedy with Kobe. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, so unfortunate. It um, is. I grew up, uh, well, I was born in 82, uh, so I got to see Jordan's career. Mm. Uh and obviously all of Kobe's career. And it's, you know, it's just so crazy because Kobe's career resonates so much more with me, obviously because I got older and I believe because of, you know, the NBA TVs and being able to watch all of those West Coast games. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, in the 90s, they didn't have that. Uh, but yeah, they weren't that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, didn't get the, they didn't get the, you know, they didn't, they didn't get the visibility. That that's also true, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, you know, we get to see all the games nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas we didn't have that accessibility back then. Uh, needless to say, um, it, it's just an amazing career that he had. 
Uh, I was actually fortunate enough to see him one night, and that one night was in the garden where he did break the record mm-hmm. uh, for the 61 points. And it was just like, it was grace. It was amazing just to watch him, uh, you know, just the 61. It was unbelievable. I've, I've never seen anybody do that, let alone live. He made it look uh, easy, didn't he, Ray? It was like the blink of an eye, Larry. <laughs> I cannot even believe it. It was really a blink of an eye. And um, he will be sorely, sorely missed uh, throughout the league. Uh, the last, again, for me, I'm, I'm an 80s baby, the last impactful, uh, you know, death like this, uh, non-sports-wise or sports-wise, mm-hmm. was Michael Jackson. Where, yeah. you know, this is global. This yeah. is a global thing. You're right. Uh, and it's just so unfortunate for everybody. My heart goes out to his family's. Uh, and everybody involved in this. And, and Mamba lives forever, man. Forever lives Mamba. That's right, Ray. Thanks for the thoughts and the kind words. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. It's ESPN New York Tonight. Getting your thoughts on Kobe Bryant the day after. How are you feeling? Do you do you feel a little clearer what happened? Are you now that there's more information, you probably got more questions, right? Like now we want to figure out like who told this guy to take this who told this pilot to take the helicopter up when the two helicopters were grounded by the LA police because of bad weather and the fog. So now we're like, what's going on with this? So now we've gone from we we still have the heavy heart. We still have the, you know, this, the tragedy. How could this happen? We still got that. We, we're still, you know, we're still struggling with not having Kobe around. We're still struggling with the lost loved ones in that, in that helicopter. All nine lives lost. We're still struggling with those families and what they've got to go through. But now the question is, are we, when are we going to get some answers? And will we be satisfied with the answers we get? That's always the case, right? Head to North Bergen. That's where John's hanging out on 9870 ESPN. What's up, John? How you doing, Larry? What's going on? I'm doing good, partner. What's happening? Again, um, um, under the circumstances, um, just want to, first of all, my condolences for your loss and your family. Um, and, um, thank you, John. I, mean, I appreciate uh, that. Thank you. And, um, on the Kobe Bryant, um, you know, I'm a sports fan. That's why I'm calling because I'm a sports fanatic and I love listening to you and not just you, but everybody on ESPN radio. But um, um, with the Kobe Bryant, you know, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a Northeasterner, like Mm -hmm. Eli Manning said on Friday, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, damn, you know, like we were celebrating Derek Jeter, Eli Manning, and then tragic. Um, it's just hard. Me, I'm, what I'm calling is that, you know, I'm a Giants fan, Knicks fan, boxing number three, mm-hmm. and then my Yankees and then Rangers. But um, as a basketball fan, a Knicks fan number two, Kobe was always, great you know you you hated you hated him but you loved him because he was so great you you he's like a Brett Favre like you you can't hate him because he's so great and you know that was you can't turn your head on that you admire that but um what I'm trying to say is that my part my heart is broken as a father me, mm-hmm. I'm a father of three. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest is 21. My youngest is 15. But the middle one, she was my princess. She is my princess. Mm-hmm. She is. But that's where my heart breaks. And when I heard the stories that it was Gigi, you know, I actually started crying. I actually started crying. So... But Kobe Bryant um, was an icon. I mean, he's worldwide. 
No question, John. No question, John. Thanks for the phone call. I understand what you're saying. You know, I think that was the biggest response that we got yesterday and and today. And that is some of us can't. All right. I'll be honest. Most of us can't understand what it's like to be as good as Kobe Bryant. Okay. We're not going to really, we're not going to know what that is like. But we all know what it's like to be, we, most of us know what it's like to be a parent. Most of us know what we would do to protect our children. Most of us know what we would do in that situation, the love we have for our kids. And so that's the other part that hurts. That's where we really can identify. I mean, we can fantasize to be able to hit a fall away like Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Okay or your favorite NBA player. But we know what it's like as a parent. First-hand experience. We know what that is. And that's what really hurt. And yes, we knew that there were other people on on the on the on the on the helicopter in that aircraft. And obviously, any loss of life is sad. But when you add children to it, it takes it to a whole other dimension. It just does. It really does. Walter's in Union Square. Hey Walter, you're next on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, dude. Sorry. It's going to be a little bit noisy. I'm on the bus on home to Yonkers, but uh, I just wanted to tell you that um, I was on uh, like a, a movie set, uh-huh. and uh, all of a sudden, uh, Tracy Morgan stopped everything, and he was like, listen, uh, I just want to say that, you know, you know, he gave his respect to Corey Bryant, and I have to tell you, I didn't cry last night, but mm. this morning, you know, I shed a tear because I just couldn't believe, like, how this guy touches beyond sports. Mm. It's, it's like, it's an incredible human being. And, uh, yeah, I, I, to tell you the truth, I had to take a knee. I, I don't think I've cried in, like, uh, maybe five years. Okay. It's just, it's, it's a tough thing, man. But he's a beautiful human being, and uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to express. Thanks. All right, Walter. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. You know, and, and listen, it's glad you let it out. You know, some of us, you know, what they say about men: men aren't supposed to cry. Real men don't cry. Garbage. Real men do cry. Because if you hold that in, God knows it's got to come out somehow. So yeah, and listen. Tracy Morgan has a unique perspective because with the accident that he was involved in, he's lucky to be alive. He's lucky to be able that he can continue his life and his career. So I'm sure what he had to say about Kobe Bryant had a re- had a special, special feel to it. Jose's in Brooklyn. Hey, Jose, you're next on 98.7. Hey, good evening, Larry. How are you today? I'm doing good, Jose. What's happening? Yeah, uh, first off, man, uh, my really heart felt condolence to you and your family. Thank you, Jose. I appreciate um, it. And uh, also for the past year, Kobe's family and everybody else that was in the helicopter as well. Um, basically, like I was, I'm very, very fortunate since I'm an 80s person. Um, I was very fortunate to watch um, Jordan play throughout his years and also Kobe. So during the time of transition when uh, Jordan retired, and the rules were changing more to freelance for the players. Kobe still possessed, regardless of what, a little bit of attention what Jordan had. In a way, he was still transcended to the new rules and all that. And my favorite part, basically what I um, remember for him was a game against that he had against Orlando when it was the uh, McGrady Wars, when mm. it was McGrady against Kobe, when McGrady was, um, was healthy and everything. He was my favorite player. In Orlando, when McGrady um, did a fake spin and made Kobe fall on the floor, and he shot over him, and McGrady and Kobe was like really mad. You could see in his face. He took that ball and went down the lane, and he just slammed it. Like he just dumped him on four Orlando players. <laughs> like you would see, that's like what he really is. Like he's just determined. He wanted to be the best of what he is and everything. And it's just fortunate, man. Like, I'm a father of two kids, man. And, like, I just got home yesterday. I just hugged my kids also when I just heard about what happened with him. And it's just really sad, man. Like, it's really, really sad, man. It is, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. It really is. But you know what? If 
I don't mean to be philosophical here, but let's just let's just put it the way it is. If this brings awareness and forces you to look inside at some of the things that you need to do and need to make adjustments with, that's a good thing for you. That's a good thing that you're able to say, hey, you know what, man, and we'll hear from Kendrick Perkins, who took Jay Williams' advice. We'll hear that next hour uh, about, you know, burying the hatchet, that these tragedies force you, and we always say it, it's horrible that tragedies have to happen for us to really focus and look at some of the things we need to improve on. But it's true. And for this tragedy that's happening, this is the thing that, you know, I'm hearing more people saying, you know what, I, I took that moment to talk to that person that I was struggling with. I took that moment to, to reach out to my, to my sibling because we were arguing about something that I don't even remember what we were arguing about. <laughs> you know, I hugged my kids. I hugged my wife a little bit longer than I normally do. It's, it's, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes life just gets in the way. Sometimes life, it's life. It's, it's nothing that you're not doing. It's nothing that you're not thinking about doing. It's life. And so if you can be able to take a moment and just realize and refocus on what you can do to make things better, then everything just works out better for everybody. So I want you to make sure that you, you think about that while you're mourning and grieving Kobe and, and all the families who you're grieving along with the families who lost loved ones in that tragedy. It's about what can come of this and maybe just adjusting some of the things that you do in your own personal life. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Just one of them days. Yeah. When I want to be all alone. Just one of them days. Mm-hmm. When I gotta be all alone, it's just one of them things. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Let's talk to you on the phones. Number of you have waited a long time. We thank you for holding Derek from Harlem. You're next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Larry. I, I want to give my condolences to you, and I also want to give my condolences to the Bryant family and everybody else, you know, affected on the helicopter. Appreciate you, D. Thank um, you. I might get a little emotional, you know. I didn't really expect, you know, I'm not a Kobe Stan, but, you know, I watched, we, like all, we watched them from 96 on, and I don't, it hurts. And mm-hmm. I think what hurts the most is, like, I'm watching ESPN right now. They just showed the game, yeah. and, like, you see his family and his daughter, and she was 13. She's not going to be here. Her friends are not going to be here. And I think what hurts the most with – we knew Kobe as a basketball player, you know. And after his retirement, you've seen him grow as a father and as a man. You've seen him everywhere with his daughter at games. you see them like, you've seen the – I've seen joy in Kobe that I'd never seen the basketball game give him when he was around his daughter, if that makes sense. Sure it does. It definitely and, does, Derek, because that was competition. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and what I, I, my life kind of revolves around sports. And you guys, I, I wake up, I watch, you know, first take. I listen to you, Alan, and like today, I was trying to get away from sports. I couldn't, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't know where to go or what to do, and I kept seeing, you know, people and everybody talk about Kobe. And it was the personal story, not the NBA stuff, just like the who he was and how he affected people. And I seen everybody tearing up and crying, and it made me cry more. Yeah. And it's like I, I never, you know, I don't know the man personally, but for everybody to have a feeling and him affect people like that, you have to be a good person to affect that many people's lives like that in a way where they all feel like they lost a part of them, if that makes sense. It does. It does, Derek. And hang in, man. Thank, thanks for the phone call and sharing that with us. Because it's about, that's the legacy. As I said earlier, that is the legacy. It's his his fingerprints on a Kyrie Irving to the point that when Kyrie won in Cleveland, the come-from-behind championship with Golden State, he runs in and FaceTimes with Kobe. Okay, that's an impact. That's that's how much his influence is on them. And 
how he's influenced the younger players. Okay, look at Trey Young. Look at Trey. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. And Ohm said it best. He to this generation of players who watched him play, he was Michael Jordan to them. He's their Michael Jordan. They watched him come out of high school. Even LeBron talked about it. Like this guy came right out of high school, huh? Maybe I can come out of high school and do the same thing. You know, so and his game and the fact that he was successful and he won championships and his work ethic and his success, all that. Plus, you see what he did with his family post-career. Man, it, 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 it just, it makes you feel something. You know what I'm saying? It just makes you feel something. And like I said earlier, we all can't be Kobe Bryant, the player. But we all know what it's like as parents. And that feeling of lost, of, of thinking that, you know, what, what's they all saying? A parent should never bury their child. You know, that that's the old saying, right? So now you're looking at this and you're looking at family and listen, that's what they, that's what you constantly see is Kobe and family, Kobe with family, Kobe with family. He wears you out, man. He just does. Charlie's in Woodside. Hey, Charlie, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. Thanks for calling, taking a call uh, again. Uh, yesterday was just raw and devastation. Today still, I mean, sadness still remains. Look yeah. up the sky. I can't believe Kobe's gone. Uh, everything and I feel I mean compare I mean I really Kobe was like you know our I mean our like uh, he was the um, LA version of Jeter in basketball I mean mm-hmm. in terms of resume speak to sell I mean it's similar similar it went to they both went to uh seven like championship series like G I mean and won five of them both Jeter and Kobe World Series NBA Finals I mean I mean, one world. I mean, both of them have a, a championship uh, MVP winning. Um, Kobe NBA final, final two NBA finals. I mean, finals MVP. Jeter won in two thousand World Series MVP. Kobe won one MVP and uh, Jeter won. You name it, all the all the things. And a lot of parallels. A lot of parallels. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You're. I mean, I exactly. You're right. And. I mean, more tragic that I mean her daughter goes with him. That's more heartbreaking than anything. And sure. I feel, um, I mean, I mean, I'm mean, uh, Larry. Let me tell. I mean, I'm, I'll tell you that this is one of the uh, this Kobe. I mean, this is the. I mean, I have never been a part of like anything that is uh, biggest figure like Kobe, iconic figure die in my lifetime. I wasn't there for Thurman Munson with the terrible crash. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there for John Lennon. Getting, I mean. I mean, getting assassinated. I wasn't there for, um, I was too, I was so little when, uh, Princess Diana with this terrible crack, ter- car accident. Mm-hmm. I was, I was at first grade when the, the, the terrible, tragic uh, attack on, um, uh, 9-11 uh, attack on, on Twin Tower and the Washington DC and United 93, the uh, fatal crash. I wasn't there for that. Yeah, I'm this probably the first time I've been in, and part of my life that is so significant that how iconic person die and I feel like I I mean New, I feel for New York I, I love New York but in the second city I really feel for it's Los Angeles city of Los Angeles and I can imagine how that city is going through because not I mean b- before even Kobe I'm thinking about the, what the Dodgers are going through with the, the or the awful the, stu- the disgusting cheating by the Astros I feel the Dodgers were cheated out of the World Series I, I mean cheated out worse, so especially 2017 with the should have won. They're the best team. And now losing Kobe, the, with, he defined the Lake show, the golden ages of, of the Lakers. But- you're right, Charlie. He did. And thanks for the phone call. And while I know what you're saying, as far as things happening to LA, there's no comparison with the cheating and, you know, the situation with Kobe, but listen, you're correct in the fact that, and you heard him say it. Kobe is L.A. Kobe is L.A. So you can imagine what they're going through in L.A. right now. And I don't know how the city, and I don't know, and we always say time heals. How does the city, how does this team, and what's the pressure on this team now? We're good. We have to win this for Kobe? What's the pressure on this team right now? who's already been 
a phenomenal team. It's interesting. It really is. It really is. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. TSP in New York tonight. No, I'm not stepping on Whitney Houston. I'm too well trained to do that. Gosh, we were talking about tragedies. How about this young lady, huh? And her daughter. I tell you, you know, when you go through situations like this, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just, I'm, I'm serious. It, it, it makes you look at your life and appreciate the things that you have. And sometimes you think things are really bad, and they may be. I'm not saying they aren't. But it makes you understand that it could be a lot worse. A lot, lot worse. Richard's in Manhattan. Hey, Richard, you're next on ESPN New York. Hi, Larry. Larry, Kobe's not gone. He's upstairs with God, and he's resting. Uh, We have to worry about his kids, his wife, Mm -hmm. his parents, and the wife's parents. Because worse than death is loss, separation. They're separated now from the daughter and Kobe. They're the people we have to worry about. Kobe's in a better place. He's upstairs. He's there there with his his daughter. And if you ask Kobe right now, what was your greatest game? What was your greatest legacy? It wasn't the 81 points. It was having four gorgeous daughters. And they lived through him. So Kobe is still here because when those girls walk into a room, people will see Kobe. So it's like Kobe hasn't left. So I, I, you know, I don't think people really understand that Kobe is still here with us. Uh, Yeah, he's not physically here, but spiritually in the form of his daughters. Mm -hmm. And we have to really mourn, for, like I said, the other family members, because worse than death is separation. And when you lose somebody, we have to worry about who remains and who do they have that will confront, comfort, uh, comfort them. So I think, you know, that's what we have to focus on, the three daughters, the wife, you know, and the parents, because they're the ones that have the loss. But uh, they'll be strong, and uh, Kobe, is, he's fine. He's upstairs. He's yeah. looking down. His spirit is there. He's watching everybody, making sure everybody's okay. Uh, I suffered a loss uh, Larry, so I, I sort of know what this is going through, and uh, it was tragic. So mm. it'll be okay. It'll all be okay, and uh, that's all I want to say about well it. Said, yeah, well said, Richard. Well said. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Hey, Mark in Newark, you're next on ninety eight seven. Hi, my friend. How are you? Hanging in, Mark. Hanging in. How are you, partner? I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> first of all, the first thing I like to say, brother Larry, is. Uh, to the families of all of the victims of the crash, um, this radio station reaches many people. And, and I would like to say from all of us to all of you that all of our prayers God, for your healing and for your strength through your tragedy and dealing with your loss. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, I would also like to say that um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to mourn, I guess, in the sense of the word mourn. Uh, I'm mourning myself. My daughter lost her mother within the last month, mm. and my daughter's 21 years old. Except Arkansas. I'm having a heck of a time yeah. with her, but she's kind of holding on and being strong and stuff. I lost my uncle, and I lost uh, a childhood friend of mine, uh, and I turned 57 years old Saturday. So that childhood was... Thank you very much. From a long time ago. Um, the point that I really was getting at I was on hold and contemplating, you know, how I would put my feelings together, Larry, is this. Um, from a sports perspective, um, I got to watch Kobe Bryant, me and, his, and many of you out there, uh, grow up from a little kid to a grown man. Uh, not without fault. Who, who, who of us doesn't have fault? But... But from a sports perspective, when I call you, I've been listening to uh, 
sports talk radio and, and, and stuff ever since it started. And it's like the best hobby I could have ever had. Mm. And so, but, but the cool thing, Larry, is that, that through sports, I mean, through our love and our hate and our arguments and our, you know, Trey from Brooklyn, Texas, and Mike from Woodside, and then all of you, you and your staff, um, I think that it's such a wonderful thing, and not always in a good way, such as today, but but the, the family that I'm talking to right now, all of you, make my every day because it's just a part of me, this hobby that I have of sports and sports talk radio that I've had all my life with sports that I get to connect with all of you. So I just want to say that I thank God for all of you that are still here and that we can all mourn losses and, and still feel the joys and stuff that we got from the sports heroes that some have unfortunately left us too soon. Mark, we get to we get to do this, and thanks for the phone call and the and the and the great words. Mark, we get to do this together as family. We get to go through it as family. We get to celebrate. We get to be frustrated when the Mets don't play the way we want, and the Knicks continue to not do what we think they should do, and the football teams are, are wearing us out. You know, um, and then there's fun times when you know the Knicks finally win a game. <laughs> And we celebrate that, but it's we get through it together, and um, you know we're we're a family. We are. There's no question. We are a family. And listen, we we mourn together. We fuss and fight like families do. But you know what? We're on. We don't. If anybody messes with our family, we ain't. We not happy. We can mess with our own family. Like with within us, between our family, just us. We can mess with each other. But nobody, baby, but nobody better be coming in here messing with our ESPN New York Tonight family. No, 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 no. We don't handle. We don't handle that. We don't take that like that. Don't be coming in here messing with us. Raising Queens. Hey, Ray, you're next on ESPN New York Tonight. Hey, hey Larry. Listen, uh, real quick. I uh, just want to say that um, you know I've been listening to ESPN uh, for the past few days, and this is what separates all these other stations from you guys. You handle everything to the, the, the apex of, of you guys' ability. And, you know, I thank you guys for bringing not 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 affirmation, but information uh, for every aspect of this of this tragedy. Um, and, and you guys are amazing. Um, real quick, also, you know, um, when I was a kid between the ages of 5 and 12, I would emulate Jordan on countdown on shots. Mm-hmm. When, I couldn't reach, when I couldn't shoot the ball, when I couldn't reach the rim, when I couldn't run an entire court. But between the ages of 15 in my entire 20s, my, my, my countdown clocks were all emulating Kobe Bryant when I was able to reach the rim, when mm-hmm. I was able to reach the court, when I was able to make a shot. And as we, as I grew up only two years younger than Kobe, I, I knew I was Kobe Bryant. And seeing him grow from a, a kid to a man to a father, and I have daughters myself, 13 years old as well, it just, it just touches me so so dearly, and I can't imagine how his, his, his family feels with, with their loss. And it, I just want again to thank you guys for touching on this on this on this tragedy. So well put, so well done. Thank you, Ray. Thank you for the kind words. Listen, that's what we do. It's who we are, man. Whether it's Gordon Damer at five a.m. or Golik and Wingo, or whether it's you know DPHO Canteen Rothenberg or you know, Barton Hahn and. The Michael K. Show, Carlin, ESPN New York Tonight, or our weekends with Anita Marks and Gordon Damer again and all the Scott Seidenberg and all the other crew, no matter who it is, no matter who it is, that's what we do. That's our mandate. Our mandate is to serve the sports fan. And that's what we're doing, man. We're just doing our job. And you know what? We love doing it, too. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Got a couple of more calls. Let's do that before we say goodnight. Hey, Danny in Long Island, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how you doing there? Hanging in, partner. You know, What's going on? I've been listening all day. You know, it's a sad day. You know, it's different because I, I'm not going to use the word mourning because when my dad died last year, I was in a fetal position for about a week. Understood. So there's different levels. It's shock. It's shocking, but this is not Thurman Munson to me. I'll tell you what, Kobe was done with his playing career mm-hmm. he, five years ago. So it's not, we don't have a, a what could have been type of feeling. A man cut down in the prime of his athletics. What made me the most sad 
if my son is 16. He's a big, he's, he plays on a high school team. So he, he was very upset about the whole thing. Kobe died on a Saturday morning doing with me and what every parent is doing in this country, which is to try to be with their kids yep. and get them to their travel, baseball, soccer, right. dance lessons. He died a father. He died a father with his child doing the right thing. How many points he scored is irrelevant. I think of the children left behind. I think of that father who now has to raise three young girls by himself. Yep. Like the caller said a little while ago, Kobe's at peace. And my father died. I wasn't sad for my dad. My dad was gone. He wasn't in pain. I'm, I'm sad for what's left behind. So I look at, you know, Kobe's widow has, has the babies. They lost their sister. I mean, does that sister stay in the same room with her sister? Now there's a bed that's empty in the room. Yeah. I mean, these are the things that haunt me, not Kobe dying. Kobe's gone. It's a tragedy. A 17-year-old boy in my town got killed on a Sunday State Parkway Saturday night. hit a tree. Lost control of his car. Six planes a day. It's hard to believe. Six small planes a day crash in the United States. These little planes fall out of the sky like, a, like breath mints. It, people lose their lives and cause this is we are human beings are frail. Our bodies break down. Our toys break. People get hurt. People die. It's for those who are left behind that I feel the worst. For. And to think that he was going to a travel basketball game, which I had just got done taking my son to drive his ed, and then we were going to have lunch, then we were going to get to his baseball practices. Parents, take your time. It's not worth racing. Get there in one piece. I'm not blaming Kobe. Obviously, the, the, he wasn't in charge of the helicopter, but just. Take it easy. Enjoy your kids. Do what you got to do. But by all means, don't try to get to the soccer game. If you have, you know, just take your time. Drive safely. Because this is what we do every – I'm on the road at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's, it's traffic. It's, I'm just looking yeah. in the car next to me. I can see a young girl in a soccer uniform. The father's got the coffee in his hand. They're racing somewhere. Just everybody just enjoy their kids and get there safely. You're right, Danny. Thank you. Well said. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas, and he's next on 9870 ESPN. Hey, Trey. First off, are you okay? You yeah, good? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, because do, okay, do I need to come home? What's what's going on? Talk um, no, no, we're good. We're good. Right. I'll let you know. I'll let All you right. know. Nothing but, a, nothing, nothing but a phone call. I appreciate you. Know. I appreciate you. You're my family, so let's, let's get that out the way first and foremost. And so is Mark. And I think that we need to wrap our arms around Mark as well because he's going through a tough time. Yes, he is. You know what I'm saying? So let, let, let's keep him in our prayers as well. Yep. Absolutely. Larry, this is all about messages. Mm. The messages received in me. I mm. got it, Kobe. I got it. Go to work. <laughs> that man wanted you to work. Go to work, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I was, I, I'm mad at him because he's not here. But go. let's go to work, people. In five years, there needs to be a whole bunch of change. I'll give you a nickel to get some change going because that's what that man wanted to see. He was about empowering people. And, and let me tell you one thing that uh, I think was spoken by Nancy Lieberman earlier was his love for the WNBA, yes. man. I give the WNBA five years. There better be somebody to step up where he was doing what he was doing for those girls because it's important. It is important. And I, I, I hate that. I hate that it's not, it's not expressed more. And Kobe was doing that. He was, he was shedding light on it. He was shedding a lot of light on it. And so we need to have somebody step up and champion that effort to get to get more money for these ladies, to to, to get more exposure for these ladies, because they're awesome basketball players. They are. So let's so, so let's so let's so let's 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 go to work, people. Who are uh, who are underpaid like a lot of females in this country, athletes and otherwise. Agreed. I, Larry, we gotta go to work. That that I, man, I'm so motivated by what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't that sound crazy? That man was—he was teaching us. Yeah, he was teaching, and you have to listen to the messages that that man left behind. They're like little breadcrumbs, and you have to pick those up. You can cry now. It's okay to mourn. It's okay to be upset. Nobody's devastated. Vanessa and and Coach Alto's family—those people are devastated. Mm -hmm. We're mourning because we can't watch this guy go on to his second chapter, which was going to be amazing. Yeah, and we have and we and we have to come to grips with that. It was going to be amazing. But what we have to do now collectively is we have to pick ourselves up and we have to keep going and we have to go to work. It is imperative that his message is not lost because we're sad and we're upset and we're trying to figure out what happened. It's, it already it already happened, just like Richard said. It's already over with and done now. That's a shell that they're going to have to bring to bring back and, and give to Vanessa. That's a shell. His soul, is it's been left. Yep. And I just right. hope and pray, and I know for a fact, I don't hope and pray, I know for a fact that he was holding that girl 
when when it was going down, mm-hmm. and I know that he made her as safe as humanly possible on the way to the other side. And I take solace in the fact that he is there with his daughter, and he is nurturing her through this next journey that they're going to go through together on the other side. And I just hope I get to see him play ball when I get there. Let's go. Because I know that game with him and Lynn Bias and a whole bunch of other people mm. is crazy. With Pistol Pete on point, stop mm. playing games with me, Larry. We got to keep this in perspective, and we have to nurture the, the, the kids that are coming up behind him at that Mamba Academy. There needs to be five more Mamba Academies popping up somewhere soon. You know what I'm saying? Don't let this man's message be spoiled because we're upset and because we're mad because he's not here physically anymore. We have to galvanize, and we have to go to work. It is imperative, Larry, and I pray for your family tonight and your queen at the house. So please send my, 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 my condolences, okay? I will, Trey. Thank you very much. Well said. Well said. Uh, change. What did Jay Williams say about change? Listen carefully. Everybody at home, you give that person next to you whatever thing you have wrong in your life with them. If this might be small or big, let the shit go. None of that stuff matters, man. This is uh, it's about life being precious with every damn second we have here. Because it, from somebody who knows who almost happened to me like that, man, it's just over. It's done randomly, randomly, arbitrarily. And the NBA should cancel all games today. I don't really know what else to say. Kendra Perkins on Will Kane today. I wanted to go public because <clears throat> that's how the beef was. It was public. So I wanted to show the world that, hey, I could be a man and apologize. And, you know, I want my brother back. For the million great memories that Kevin Durant and I shared, that one incident, I don't want to go out like that. And, um, you know, that was from the heart. And uh, Kobe, his death did affect me in that way. And, it, and I did hear Jay Will speak those words, and it did make me want to, you know, heal all wounds with whoever I was beefing with in life that was close to me that I loved dearly. And I wanted to put it out there because I also wanted everybody else in the world to see and go grab a loved one or call and text a loved one that they had been beefing with, whether it was a family member or a friend, and just say, hey, squash the beef because the, the – the people say the Mars is not promised, but the next 60 seconds is not promised. So you don't want to live with those regrets. And I know if something happened to Kevin Durant, I would be crushed. Wow. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> 